0: Off the ball rugby. I know what's going on with this co coaching malarkey. I just can't. the Co captaincy stuff, co coaches, go away with the co stuff. That can't happen.
1: Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. The Koi Pot pod on Off The Ball in association with Cadbury Official snack partner of the Republic of Ireland Women's National Team
0: Katie McCabe, a huge, huge goal We're very proud of the team's performance We're going to go out there to beat them We're going to try and beat them Hello and welcome to the first episode of 2024 of the Koi Gig Podcast. I'm Kathleen McNamee and I am joined by my lovely co-host as ever, former Arsenal and Ireland legend Emma Byrne. And we get to call her Captain Karen for another year as she has stayed on with P-Mount, Karen Duggan. It's the first time we've been back since the new year. We had a nice little break off. Hope everyone who listens had a lovely... Happy New Year. Um, How are we feeling? Any New Year's resolutions, 2024 aims? I personally hate New Year's resolutions, so I don't even know why I'm asking this, but it feels like a place to start. (laughs) No,
2: I have commitment issues, so no, no New Year's resolutions. Can't can't put that pressure on myself.
1: Oh, I, I don't have any commitment issues. I just refuse to commit. But I have made some resolutions. Gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna get super fit, like super, super fit. I bought new gym gear, it all arrived (laughs) on Saturday. Honestly, it's like, I'm gonna look the the bee's knees in the gym, but I just, I need to go there. And you, are you a fancy gym person
2: or are you like a gym chain person? Like, are we paying?
1: No, I'm paying, I'm paying pins to go to this, you won't go <laughs> like people wear Doc Martens in this gym. Like honestly, <laughs> people pass me in jeans and stuff. Like, I don't care. I need to focus on myself. It's actually, it's not a bad gym, but I need to go. I've been once in the new year and I was, said I was going to go every week, but you know, things happen. Dogs need to be walked and stuff. But I'm going tomorrow. We'll hold you to that. I'm going to send you a picture that'll make me go see I need to be, I need to be made to do something yeah I need to be shamed into it mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah I know that Karen has to go back and do preseason. maybe you can um, motivate each other and complain yeah. about aching bones and stuff on days other than just whenever we meet up for the podcast oh, we it's could beautiful. talk about aching bones every day to be honest yeah I don't have to exercise to ache that's,
1: yeah. that's my, this is my resting state now <laughs>
0: Um, well speaking of exercise we might as well chat a little bit about your decision to commit for another year with p Karen you kind of were keeping your cards close to your chest last year you decided to see what happened when the season ended obviously it ended very very well and you seem to have got a taste for success so you're like yeah one more year let's do it I know
2: I'm full of it I knew I was coming back for another year but this is the last year oh. this is it
0: <laughs> this is the one more year then i have heard this off. pretty much every year since we've started this podcast yeah, so. when we first started
2: the podcast i was traumatized and then things have gotten a little bit better since then so um yeah we'll go one more year the peas. Well, I suppose the fact that we've got Champions League like it gives us something to to read it up forward to, to kind of something different as well. Um I again I think it'll be challenging. I think we maybe played out of our skin a little bit last year and other teams seem to again I thought it was going to be a quiet off season, but there seems to be a, still a little bit of a merry-go round going on. Um, obviously some teams have a lot more to offer than others and that's fair enough. So yeah again hard one to predict but we we'll just focus on getting through pre-season and then we'll evaluate once we get into it.
0: How do you feel about how the team are shaping up ahead of the new season? Is it March it starts? Start of March?
2: Yeah. The President's Cup's first weekend in March, so we'll play against Athlone because obviously they have that great win in the Cup. Um, yeah, I mean, we've managed to hold on to most 99% of our squad. So... Um, that's really positive because obviously that's the team that got us over the line last year. Um, so hopefully we can stick together and, and continue to improve because we will need to improve if we're to, to challenge again this year, but it was great to keep everyone. I mean, that's where we are. If we're being honest with peanut, it's not that we can attract a huge amount of um talent compared to other clubs based on what we can offer outside of football. Um so Yeah but you just, can
1: offer you can offer Champions League. That is a massive thing. It it should be, it should be,
2: but uh not for everyone. So Look, we're happy with our squad. We had a really, really great um, squad last year and everyone worked really, really well together. It's really positive energy around the place. We'll have a new coach coming in, so it'll be a fresh voice. Um, So, yeah, I really don't know. You don't know what to expect until you you get into it, to be honest. But, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to the challenge of the Champions League. Um, The last time we played in it, we played really well and we didn't lay a hand on our opposition. So we know that we need to be a lot... Better this time, you know. Need to be a lot fitter. Need to be a lot more organised and have a better game plan because realistically, we can't go out and play against these teams who've been professional for years and years without parking the bus a little bit and having a bit of a, a game plan there. So uh, I don't think we'll be as naive as we were previously going into it. And so hopefully we can uh, give a good account of ourselves. Hopefully we hold on to all our players and there's no injuries till then because it is it's quite far away. Like you're you're pretty much nearly finished the season by the time that rolls around.
0: Yeah, because we're still kind of at the deciding stage of this season. Like it's still, it's not got to the really interesting part. So still a bit to go for before the Champions League starts up again. In terms of like you, I remember you saying that last year, you know, you all made the commitment to train that little bit more, go that little bit harder. And that was what you felt was like one of the defining things last year in terms of how your season went. How are you? What are the plans to kind of, I suppose, elevate it again this year in the hopes of like getting doing well in the Champions League, obviously retaining the title, going all the way in the Cup as well?
2: Yeah, I think that there were a lot of games that we scraped through through grit and just that little bit of extra training and, and stuff got us over the line last year. And people maybe underestimated us a bit, which they won't do this year. So I do think there's scope for us to become better tactically, and I'm sure we'll speak about that going into to pre-season. Um, the standard is is getting better, you saw in the Cup final, the way that Athlone, who in a few seasons ago, would, I hope they don't mind me saying this, they wouldn't have been as ball-playing as they were in that game, and I think they took shells by surprise. I think a lot of teams are getting better technically and tactically, and there's a lot of really good coaches in the league now, so it's up to us to... To improve, and I think that's an area we definitely can improve. I think everyone knows that you need to be a certain level of fitness, you need to be committed, and all that sort of stuff. But everyone's doing that now, so it's important that we we step up tactically.
0: Mm. And have you started your preseason training yet?
2: We've gotten our our program, we, so <laughs>
0: we're
2: meeting up on Thursday for our. Um, Fitness tests so that'll be good.
0: I'm really oh, looking forward to. It. Fun. Mm. So this might any... be the last time
2: you ever hear from me because
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are any uh, P-mount players listening. Obviously, Karen has been working hard since Christmas, every single day in the gym, out running, doing I all the I get myself New Year's Day. I New Year's Day off. I day off. What was it? Just New Year's Day. I mean, if it's true, I'm that's pretty lying good. You <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> i think we did a slot on off the ball breakfast like before christmas as to what our like sporting aspirations were for 2024 and mine was to walk more so uh i definitely cannot compete with either emma going to the gym or you doing a fitness test even the walking hasn't really happened so much just yet um emma you were rubbing shoulders last night with some of the best and brightest in football at the fifa the best awards did you have a good night
1: yeah, it was, um, it was good seeing lots of, it. do you know what I really liked about it? It was very, um, it was promoting women's football a lot. they were celebrating the World Cup this year. I'm not sure if you watched it, but it was very much in support of women's football and women in general, which was nice. It was, it was lovely to see. But in general, yeah, it was a good night. Yeah. Um, saw lots of old teammates and stuff like that so a bit nostalgic seen lots of opposition as well we didn't really rub shoulders that much but um, yeah it's good really good clean night I was home I'm early wrong. I was in bed early so i really disappointed with that I wanted
2: like yeah, no, I, I wanted, wanted more of last year's performance
1: <laughs> No, yeah,
0: no. some good gossip about a lot <laughs>
1: No, no, no. I uh, I decided to be uh, very professional and also I had to get back to the dogs. I know I keep, I sound like a broken record, but the dogs can't be left on their own. I, I think I just use them as an excuse. They're they're fantastic for that. Brilliant. Good night. No regrets. No pillow dives this morning. So happy days.
2: <laughs> Is there anyone who so grown up, you I'm would sure. get starstruck at? You don't really care, do you?
1: No, not really. I mean, no, not really. <laughs> not really. Um I was a little bit with Serena, I have to say, because I hadn't really I hadn't met her before. So, you know when you think you know someone, I do this all the time like uh, and these poor people must think they know me but just can't remember me because I'm like, "Oh, Serena." You know, good luck tonight, and you've been fantastic. And she's like, "Thank you so much." And how are you? And like the I was like, fine. And as I walked away, well, I was like, "She doesn't know me, but like she's so nice. She had to pretend she just couldn't remember me." Um, little bit not starstruck, but yeah, taken aback a little bit with Serena. She she does have a presence, and with her and Emma Hayes in the same room, it's like wow. Mm. And they were getting all the attention, which was it was really cool to see, actually.
0: Imagine putting those two Big football brains together World will probably explode Obviously good news For Serena today as well Getting that contract extension To the next World Cup cycle So lots of very very happy England fans I think Well initially they were worried That she was going to be lured away with the US job And then there was just General Yeah concerns. so it's actually Congratulations to the FA
1: Isn't it For securing her To be quite honest I think they've done A great job there
0: yeah, I'd love to know some of the details around her contract because I know that was a big talking point just in terms of remuneration and the fact she won the Euros with them, got to the World Cup final. Obviously, it has aspirations to do retain the Euros and hopefully get that World Cup uh, final as well. So winning last night, went in today. Also, her assistant is staying on as well, which a lot of the players said was kind of key to her decision to stay on, which I thought was quite interesting as well. Um, You mentioned there about the fact that they were celebrating women a lot last night. Um, And one of the ones that they announced was that from next year on, obviously they're going to have that new award named after Marsha to recognize women's football and specifically goals scored by women, which means that now Stephanie zamra Niroch, when she was voted... Uh, for the Puskas, that's the highest a woman will ever be rated for a Puskas. So she will always have that in her back locker as well. Uh, so quite a lot of people say and she should have won that year as well, which obviously we agree with. But I thought that was quite cool. It's a pretty cool flex, all right, isn't
2: it? <laughs> <Yeah>. Just me.
0: <laughs> I mean, like having a Puskas nomination in your back pocket in general is a cool flex, yeah. but uh, I thought that was nice and it's great. I always think Marsha in particular gives very good interviews when it comes to, you know, making sure the generations behind you, the, the ladder is left down and that there's a hand extended to pull them up. So that's good. What did you guys think of the World Eleven? quick reminder to anyone if they haven't seen it. So Mary Earps and Goal, Bronze, Greenwood, Carmona. I have Toon, Mombashi Walsh, James and Russo, and then Kerr and Morgan. An interesting collection voted for by the players. Uh, our very own Captain... I think for the player of the year anyways, Katie McCabe, she voted for Bon Matty first, which I think the majority of people did. And then Caitlin Ford second. Um, but yeah, an interesting 11. I think Morgan was well, probably the I lot. find it so interesting that they've they've actually made it public what
1: people voted for. Like that's I what know. I was most interested in. Mm-hmm. Did you see Montse, mm-hmm. the Spanish manager, three Spanish players and I understand why they won the World Cup and she is an awesome team, but I don't think I would be able to vote purely for my own team. Like you have to recognize talent from elsewhere, mm-hmm. surely. Like just one <laughs> Just one other player. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I would have voted for Ke when I was captain because I did honestly believe she was one of the best, but I would always, I wouldn't vote for three Irish players. <laughs> like, I'd be voting for other players who I thought deserved it. And um, I thought it was fascinating when I looked through who voted for who. I was really interested in that. Um,
0: oh, I thought, isn't, yeah. Especially because so many people voted for Balmainy. the ones who didn't, those were the ones who really interested Ooh. me. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I'll send you a a link afterwards to the doc. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good team.
1: I thought Jenny Hermoso should have been in there. I mean, if she's going to be... I mean, I really don't understand it, to be honest. If you're voted for World Player of the Year and then you're not in the World Eleven, I know it's coming from all different votes, but anyway, I think she could have easily been in there. I thought Pariuelo could have had a shout from Spain also. Yeah, because especially because...
2: Well, if we're looking at it, say international performances, Russo didn't always start, Toon didn't always start, James is amazing, but like had the suspension and stuff throughout the World Cup. So I thought it was interesting that they had such high representation in those positions and then someone like Hermosa wasn't in, who is mm.
1: You also have like Mappy Leon, who for me is the best central yeah. defender in the world. I know she didn't play in the World Cup, but that was because they were fighting for something bigger. Mm-hmm. You can't discount her for that. So yeah, there's a couple of names I thought I might have seen, and didn't see. But it's,
0: it's definitely a World Cup bias to this, as has like most of the awards have been yeah. so far. Um, when you look at like the players that are being nominated, and just it's the same in the fans. men's, really. Mm. So. Mm. oh yeah no I think it's It's. In, I always find the ones that are voted for by the players interesting because I think you probably have an expectation that oh they're players they're, they must be watching so much they'll know better in terms of like tactically and technically who the best players are because they're coming up against them but then you realise that a lot of players aren't actually probably watching all that much football by some of the people that they nominate for these awards or forget to nominate as well
1: yeah, I mean, it is usually who you come up against, but that's the best indication when you play against a player and you're like, I just cannot mark her. Like, or they're just so powerful, or she scores every time. Like, the, the players probably have the best idea. Who do you not want to play against? Well, I don't want to play against Barca. Why? Because they've got Itana Bonmati, they've got Salma Pariuello, and they've got. Sandra Panyos in goal. I'm going to give her a little shout out. Um, so yeah, it's, it, I think the players have a really good idea, uh, and the coaches. Coaches, mm-hmm. obviously, they're the ones who look into it and all the stats and everything.
2: Yeah, I hate when there's a thing on Twitter and people are like, "This is a joke." It's like it was built for about the players. It is. It is what it is. It's yeah.
1: The only thing is some players do get lost in that because, yes, if you're thinking, okay, three players, three players, and then you do think of the big tournaments and there could be a player in there and somebody, oh, yeah, no, she's so good. Like, I wish I'd have a vote for her. So, yeah, it's just, it is up to you, though. It's your duty to try and think of all of those players and not just what everyone, like, don't just write three players down. Think about it because it does mean a lot. And now that it's been made public... Which is, I think it's a good thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Me too. Yeah, you kind of, I'm not sure everybody knew it was going to be made public. I wonder if they know.
0: <laughs> I love seeing all the fans going like kind of crazy over like who voted for who and the ins and outs of it all. It kind of it adds an extra level of interest to it. Three isn't too bad. I did the Guardian 100 this year and you had to pick your top 40 there. And then when I was at ESPN, I, created the like best 50 list so you had to rank people one to 50 and that's hard because like what's the difference between someone in like 48th and 47th place apart from like a little bit of your fancy it's kind of only when you get to like the top 10 to 20 maybe that you kind of have a clearer idea in your head of where you're putting people but those lower ranked ones are so difficult
1: you have to put it in positions you can't just vote like who's to say i my favorite my my the best player for me is going to be a defender. But the best mm. player for you would probably be a striker. Has mm. to go in positions. I mean, there's just... best. It's so much clearer as well. Best forwards, best
0: midfields, best defenders. Mm. Yeah, for the men's when ESPN used to do that, they would rank the top 10 in every position, which again was good, I think because it was positional, but it was also still really flipping difficult to like think of 10. Even say like,
1: I think Bunny I think Shaw's a great example, team. isn't she? Bunny mm-hmm. Shaw's had an unbelievable season. She's had a great World Cup. Like She's been there in everything and she hasn't been mentioned at all. So I think it's a good example.
0: Yeah. Someone else who's probably suffered as well from um, the federation, her international federation, not treating the team correctly. Saw so just over Christmas there that... Um, some of their funding has been removed because of the way that the federation were treating the women's team. And they'd obviously had quite a lot of support from the Bob Marley Foundation. They're stepping back. So it's a difficult one, as you say. And it's always going to, I mean, looking at that team, that is very much a World Cup Champions League WSL team. It's not really looking any way outside of Europe apart from Morgan. and Morgan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even Curry would say kind of more known for WSL than Australia because obviously she didn't play for a lot of the World Cup Mm -hmm. if we're looking at this year.
1: There's always question marks, isn't there? Every year we're like, what, how, where, why? That's all
0: part of the foot.
1: I remember I won an award, right? And one of the journalists I can't even remember as far as a FIFA thing I can't remember it was years ago and one of the journalists was like you know you won that don't you and I was like well obviously because I'm one of the best <laughs> and she was <laughs> like well um, no <laughs> um, because you're on the front cover of the magazine this year and it was around the same time of the vote and I was like oh cheers thanks thanks for telling me that I really appreciate it well I would have taken that as I am the best and the
2: prettiest so. <laughs> Double win.
0: Like, cheers.
2: Great
0: <laughs> yeah, I back Karen. It's also the most yeah. Emma Byrne response, I think, to anything, which is quite funny. It's like oh, I've seen some FIFA War and I don't really remember what it is. It's probably like I a balanced door or something. Be new I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um well we look for that's kind of the end of like the big awards I think for the season isn't it most of them have kind of been handed out now so we can just concentrate on the football unless yeah. Karen there's any other awards that you need to scoop up after your very successful season
2: my successful season scooping one personality based <laughs> award yeah that you voted for
1: okay <laughs> I was penalty. one of many people you missed a penalty Karen didn't you I, I did yeah oh that's that's what you need to to <laughs> celebrate <laughs> That you're not going to miss a penalty this season. No, I won't. I won't be taking them. So, so coming up, AD.
0: I don't think any of us can handle the the general trauma of Karen having to take another penalty. That was it's too stressful for the entire podcast. I literally, whenever I'm like, I loved it. I was, but I couldn't wait to see her.
1: I'll see how I'm feeling. Maybe I'll take Oh, you have to do to, it again. You have to take another one. You have to. You
0: okay. can do it when you're like 6-0 up or something so that it's not actually I didn't know. we didn't get 6-0 up in any game last year, so <laughs>
2: I won't be holding my breath for that.
0: It's New year. year. Let me let me have my excitement. <laughs> um We don't have a team of the week this week. Obviously, there was no FA Cup action or no, sorry, WSL action. We just had FA Cup action. But Emma, Carol will be back next week because we do have our WSL. So coming up next, we are going to look at the FA Cup, some big wins for the WSL teams and also the draw, which uh, is not favorable to Arsenal fans. And so that is what we shall be doing next. Right, so FA Cup, I I feel like this is a bad way of setting up this slot in in general (laughs) to be like, it was a difficult watch in that there was a lot of big results and not some great play, but we're gonna do our best to get excited about it. Um, Just a quick run through the main kind of WSL teams for anyone who may not have caught the results over the weekend. Manchester United beat Newcastle 5-0, Man City beat Durham 4-0, Arsenal beat Watford 5-1. That was actually quite an interesting juxtaposition because there was a few of the younger Arsenal players that are on loan at Watford coming up against their parent team, which was interesting. Liverpool beat Bristol 1-0. Chelsea beat West Ham 3-1. And then we had Brighton winning 6-0. And then, of course, Everton uh, beating Aston Villa 3-0. I think that's all the WSL ones that there was. Um, Karen, you watched Man United or tried to watch Man United <laughs> I did um,
2: they're lucky that it wasn't a WSL game as all I would say um, yeah it takes a bit of time maybe to to get back into it they should have been a few goals to the good after the first five minutes but they weren't clinical which is something we've kind of been saying about them um, and they let Newcastle into the game a little bit in the, after that Um which, you know, again it should it shouldn't be happening um at their level. But then there was there was some good goals and sometimes it is a little bit hard, you know, if you're playing against uh an opposition who don't come out to to come at you united are better kind of maybe on the counter as well. But they got the job done, I suppose, is all they need to, to know. Um it was interesting, I suppose, that uh Jay-Z was on the right, which Emma you've been speaking about. Um then they played Nikita Paris through the middle, which was an unusual one. Um I was happy to see Garcia get game time. I again would like to see more of her in the second half of the season because I just like the the directness and the just the energy she gives because sometimes it can be a bit pedestrian. Um and she helps bring tune into the game as well, which is really, really important for, for Man United.
1: Yeah, Luthia. She's she is that player, isn't she? She's an mm-hmm. energy player. Um, And sometimes she, she does really well. Like sometimes some of the stuff she wants to do comes off. A lot of the time it doesn't, but for the energy and, and pushing her team forward, she's really good. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was a typical FA Cup game. They were never mm-hmm. going to lose it. I think all the teams looked like they looked like they've had a break. Do you know, like... Yeah. It was it was a nice break and the players were were loving like a big break but it is evident then when you watch them come back to yeah. it. long gone are the days of going back to see your folks just you know for Christmas they no, go no no get off to
0: Maldives
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> and like Hawaii but I was like what going on I don't <laughs> like, even think I got down to Kilkenny oh, in our
2: mid-season break.
1: You have to go home and see your aunties, your uncle, do all the visiting it's Christmas time. I mm. can't imagine what my my lot would have done if I'd have said, I know I haven't seen you since the summer but actually I'm going on holiday so I'm not coming home for Christmas. They'd have been like no, that's not happening get yourself back here Um. but yeah the all the teams I think looked a little bit rusty like a few club I think ones. Everton could result
2: for Everton that they came out of the blocks because it wasn't a a weak Aston Villa team. I mean, if you look at, it, they had pretty much everyone is Dali, Leon, Daly, and Saint Nobs all starting. So it's a good uh, a good uh, confidence boost for for Everton, definitely.
1: They look they look like a different team, don't mm-hmm. they? They yeah. look much much better. Um, Ever- Aston Villa just looked like they did before Christmas, but Ever- mm-hmm. Everton do look a lot, lot better. And I thought I thought Heather Payne had a great game. I think she's just continuing to improve. Courtney Brosnan is now at a level where we don't even need to talk about her because it's mm-hmm. consistent, really good performances, which is great. And I thought Benison was very good for the first time. I thought I've looked and thought she's she's doing really well, so yeah, it's just it is that's what football is all about. It's when players seem to hit at the right moments or come together, reach their peak, and unfortunately for the likes of Bristol and Brighton um, and Aston Villa, Everton has seemed to hit it at the right moment, and they're I think they're just going to kick on from here in the season. Although
2: they have a tough one at the weekend away to Arsenal so but they are definitely playing better and like they're seventh now and I'd say they'll be looking up instead of down yeah I, mean, I think they can I think they, they just can look
1: solid they look more solid they were giving away silly goals at the start of the season making silly mistakes looked like a team that were just getting to know each other and now they look like a team that are gelling a little bit you know there were a lot of changes in those first three or four games so I think it's just a case of of um, them finding the right team and 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 getting to know each other. I think I think they are going to improve, and I think they'll give I think they'll give Arsenal a tough game this weekend.
0: Well, especially as you said, that Arsenal are probably in the same boat as some of the other teams in that little bit rusty coming off the back of a break, and also it's been like a really long year for most of the players. Like with the World Cup, a lot of players didn't really. This is probably. Close to like the most downtime that they've got since the World Cup because some players went pretty much straight back into pre season. Um, well, they from the World it. Cup, yeah, absolutely. They needed it.
1: There, it's, it's difficult though, it's a difficult time two weeks because you can't call them back in earlier because they need the time. Christmas is generally not about giving them time and then uh, working back up to the fitness levels it's okay here you have a break then you're coming back in and we're straight into it but with the longer break it's more difficult actually because it's not going straight back into it they have to build a little bit and it just looked like that they were still in that building phase and um, but they did need it they do need a break 100 my god their schedule is crazy this this year last year
0: Yeah, I think for like Chelsea, they have something ridiculous for the rest of the season, like a game. It basically works out the game every three days or something Mm -hmm. between all the different competitions they're still involved in. So that's obviously going to be very interesting with injuries. As we saw over the preseason, we had the news that Sam Kerr had done her ACL. Um I think a lot of people were looking at the Chelsea West Ham game at the weekend thinking it was gonna be a, a big reunion between her and her fiance, but obviously that did not happen. Um I mean it's such a blow to, it's obviously such a blow to her after the injury that she had that kept her out for part of the World Cup. And then now to have this as well, Emma Hayes' final season her contract as well is kind of up in the air because she hasn't signed a new deal with Chelsea so there's a question mark around that too Um, yeah disappointing for the league because obviously any chance you get to watch Sam Kerr play is a lot of fun
1: yeah it's a massive loss huge loss for us as spectators but um, I mean it's just such a shame that we lose another big player to this injury and it's there's a lot of things to to go into. It. I know they're doing studies and stuff like that, but it is about the body being tired, about certain moments of your cycle. It's, there's a lot of things to go into it, um, and it is taking its toll on, on players. Or players getting injured all the time, and you know it needs to be looked at the scheduling. Um, and as you said, one game every three or even. Four games, two games a week is too much. It's just too much for the bodies.
0: Yeah, if anyone didn't catch it over Christmas, um, Beth Mead and Viv Meadama did a really interesting documentary on their own ACL recovery, and they looked at some of the factors that kind of go into why women suffer more of them. We also have an episode where we looked at one of the factors, um, so you can find that wherever you listen to us normally. Um, Emma, Arsenal... Made a big sign in in the US Women's National Team defender, Emily Fox. She came over from North Carolina Courage. Obviously knows quite a few of the Arsenal players really well. Lottweil Moy and Alessia Russo and stuff from when they played together over in the US during college. Good signing for Arsenal?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think a really good sign in for them. She's... um, she's a little bit different than than what they have she, she can play left or right she can play center too like she is very versatile um she's quick she's tenacious she's physical uh, it's going to take her a, a few weeks to get used to the WSL like it does some most players it takes a year but she ha- she does have that um tenacity to, to play and she's very quick, she's good at crossing she's good at shooting, we've seen that against Ireland didn't we? Um, she's good at coming through the centre and she's, she's good at playing on the wing so I think she's a very good sign and I do and I think she's going to play which brings me to the bench I mean I just, I, I really want to know how these players are going to be kept happy because if you yeah. look at their bench and it's not a bad thing. Honestly, I think it's great. And you need a squad like this talking about women and, and in sport and football getting injured. I think one of the big reasons is because clubs don't have big benches that they can rest players and bring players in and out. Um, and it's great that Arsenal have this. But for players that are like Monum, Chloe Lacasse, Blackstenius, Codina. She hasn't played. Kodina has not played. She needs to be playing. Cooney Cross, still young. You can get away with giving her that you're still young, you're still learning, but it'll come to a point where she needs to be playing too. And then, of course, you still have Kim Little to come back in. Leah Williamson. Good luck
2: with that. Like, what's going to happen there when everyone yeah, Do you think they'll keep them until the summer?
1: No, I don't. I think, no. I think there'll be a couple that'll go before the end of January. Yeah. Well there's there's rumors about Fridays and Monum yeah. wanting to, to go and, and I you don't blame them. You have to be playing football. Um you can't just be happy to sit in a bench at this, you know, at this time of your career. It's such a short career. Um I never understood how players would just be happy to sit in a bench because you're gonna be sitting down watching football for the rest of your lives, like find somewhere to get minutes. Um, but what team they have at the moment
0: Pre- big pressure also the crowd, if you look at like them last year towards the end of the season they were like on their last legs with injuries and stuff so I'd rather they had an overpacked bench and see how well Adeval can manage it than being in the situation that they were last year
1: yeah absolutely and you know there is no reason why this team shouldn't be going on to win the
0: league that's the pressure there's no more excuses zero Mm. Well, especially the fact they gave Aubameyang a contract, I still feel like that may not have been the best decision. I just, I just feel like there's so much talent in this Arsenal team, and it's so obvious that it's not getting properly dug into and used. And maybe it will be different this side of the season, but I just have a funny feeling it will not. And also the fact that the for the next round of the FA Cup, they were they got Manchester City in the draw, so that's like. Definitely not what they would be looking forward to. You know, you look, Chelsea got Crystal Palace. Liverpool got London City Lionesses. Shout out to Bruce, Little John, actually. She scored at the weekend. Um, Everton got Nottingham Forest. Man United got Southampton. Tottenham got Charlton. Like, Arsenal City really got the worst end of that draw when it comes. Brighton got Wolves.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great game. It's a shame they're not seeing each other further down the line. Like for us, for our sakes, <laughs> great to see them in the the semis and the finals. But um, I actually, I'm really looking forward to this game because, of course, everyone wants to win the FA Cup. Don't get me wrong, but it is a great indication as well who's going to push on for the for the league. To be quite honest, because it's it is about mind games as well. Mm. But um, I mean. I, you know, I like City. I like the way they play, and I, I said at the start of the season, I think they're they'll win the league this year. I would love to see Arsenal win it, and I'm saying there's no excuses why they shouldn't win it. So this is going to be a fantastic game. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, be interesting. I've actually seen quite a few people say City will win the league. Since the Sam Kerr injury, uh, There's kind of more people coming around to it. So we'll see if you were right. Sorry, Karen, I interrupted you there.
1: Chelsea well, were never in for me, in the first place. It's a big call. <laughs> <laughs> a big call. Chelsea are in the transition. They're 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 just. It's they're the other, transition, but still top of the table. It's the other teams that should be looking at themselves. For not winning and not beating them and not winning leagues over the last couple of years they've messed up mm-hmm. Karen looks but so that's, good. The, that's <laughs> the
2: difference is that Chelsea don't mess up they're consistent that win speaks so that's a credit to them and to Emma and to the fact that she is able to keep a very good healthy squad happy like they've always we've always said that their bench is kind of strong and um, double way throughout the season and that's kind of been the difference
1: so yeah but do you, do you ever look at a team and, and think they should have won a game like they oh, lost no. the game I'm saying both well United last year and Arsenal have definitely lost the league mm-hmm. more so than Chelsea winning it if that makes
0: sense it does it does this <laughs> is our new measure for 2024 <laughs> <laughs> It
1: has to be the same It has to be the same this year Like somebody is Just go and win it Just go and win the league Like don't mess up
0: I love like I can just imagine you ever doing Like a motivational speech to Arsenal Before like the big city game Or one of the other big games And be like just don't lose Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very <laughs> simple fun. game football's not difficult it's very easy just don't make any mistakes my my manager used to say that to me going out the dressing room goalie don't make any mistakes and I'd be like I wasn't going to but thanks for reminding me and then I'd be thinking about going onto the pitch oh my god uh, no mistakes no
0: mistakes it's the worst thing to think about as a goalkeeper (laughs) <laughs> That's also interesting because isn't that what like a lot of the Irish players said, that Vera said to them at halftime going out into the World Cup, is was like, don't make mistakes. And I remember we criticised it at the time because we were like, then you have it in your head, especially the Ireland team that was at the time because we always made mistakes like in the five minutes before halftime or the five minutes afterwards. And then you have someone putting in your head, don't make a mistake. And then, of course. So. Oh, it is. You don't want to be... You don't want to be reminded
1: of the bad things. It's like any sport. Don't speak about the good things the last minute just before you go out and perform.
0: (laughs) Forget the high performance podcast. Uh, We're going to start our own (laughs) psychoanalysis of what people should or shouldn't be doing. Um, So I mentioned, obviously, we have WSL back this weekend Arsenal are playing Everton, Aston Villa of Leicester. That'll be one that both sides are really wanting to pick up some points in. Uh, Chelsea are playing United. So, Karen, I'm sure you're buzzing for that one. Nope. Full of excitement. Not <laughs> at all. Uh, Brighton have Bristol, which is also going to be interesting. City up against Liverpool. We've seen Liverpool have taken some big scrapes. This year, could they do it again and throw a bit of interest for the league? Emma's shaking her head. She doesn't think so. West Ham and Spurs. um, And just in terms of the league table, in case anyone switched off for Christmas and forgot the football existed... Definitely not me. Um, Chelsea obviously are at the top at the moment, and then Arsenal and City are three points behind, level on points. So to Emma's point earlier, it's gonna be interesting just in terms of them meeting in the FA Cup, considering the fact that they are so close together. I'm not sure when about they're supposed to play each other again. I don't think it's for a while. Um, it's like one of the later games of the season, or have they played each other twice already? I can't even remember. The, the 5th of May, they play. City plays Arsenal on the 5th of May. Yeah, so that's the second last game of the season, which is going to be very interesting. Uh, Chelsea have United on the last day of the season, Arsenal have Brighton, and then City have Aston Villa. So you would imagine that fixture is going to be fairly instrumental in who wins the league. We are hoping that Arsenal beat City, but we'll see if that actually matters. You <laughs> surely as a United fan I would rather see our slow in than City. I like Battle City. I like watching City
2: play though.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But it's, just, it's this it's the season, so it's not like it's a cup game where they're going to get kicked out at that stage. I'll accept it for the FA Cup tie. I won't accept it for the <laughs> tie. Trying <laughs> bring a bit of balance to proceedings here. Mm, yeah. we've never been known for balance so I don't really know why <laughs> we would start with about three years into the podcast although normally it is an Irish bias but uh it just it adds a bit of interest to proceedings uh and I suppose we are technically kind of biased towards p as well because I don't like talking of other teams in front of you Karen unless you get upset <laughs> um well guys thank you very very much Welcome to 2024. Um, if anyone wants to get in touch with us, you can do so on Twitter at the Koi Pod. We are always checking there um, and tweeting. Li- little bits and pieces of interesting facts we will be back with you next Tuesday with all the WSL action and as I said earlier Emma Carroll will be back with her team of the week the Koi Gig pod on Off the Ball is sponsored by Cadbury official snack partner Show Republic of Ireland women's national team thank you all very very much for listening and we shall see you all again next week
1: the Koi Gig pod on Off the Ball in association with Cadbury official snack partner of the Republic of Ireland women's
2: national team